Boo! Alright, hey guys, welcome back to another little uh, mini check-in, I guess mini episode. This is uh, one of your favorite force-fed sci-fi co-hosts, Sean Michael Culp, and along with me is one of my favorite other force-fed sci-fi co-hosts. I am the Jolly Holly Chris Rupp. The Jolly Holly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I guess I'm the cult fiction. There we go. If we're going to go off of uh, nicknames. There we go. <laughs> so I'm sure like uh, people are, you're like, what is going on? Why is there this random <laughs> Christmas <laughs> check-in? And so I, I'll let uh, Chris take the lead. You kind of, you hit me up about this. You wanted to do a little Christmas check-in, right? Yeah, I figured it would just be fun to have a brief you know, 20, 25-minute check-in about, you know, just some of our favorite uh, Christmas movies that we like to watch every season, either ones that just you know, hit right in the feels every time or just ones that are always fun to watch. So I thought it'd be a good time with Christmas impending uh, to just revisit some uh, some movies we don't uh, get a chance to typically talk about in the main feed of the podcast. Yeah, I, li- I like that. That's <laughs> that's cool, man. Because you know sometimes we want to take a break from only sci-fi. <laughs> so with no further ado, uh, I'll let you start off. What are, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies, Chris? That you you tend to snuggle up on the couch during the holiday season and enjoy. Um, you know, I've, I've come around more towards this movie as I've gotten older. Um, I know a lot of people were huge fans of it when it came out and now it's now that I, I have it and have been watching it more consistently. I love it. And it is home alone. I, (laughs) I love home alone. Um, I identify hard sometimes with the fact that, you know, you, you have Kevin McAllister, at the very beginning of the movie, once he realizes his family's left him home alone, I made yeah. my family disappear. Like, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're just like, as an adult and you have a difficult family, you're just like, yeah, that's kind of the dream sometimes where you have <laughs> maybe not a full three days to yourself, but even just an afternoon. My God. All right. Get that nice break. It's like, oh, God, can you guys just leave? Yeah. <laughs> and it's great to see like, Kevin do all of these you know, fun things that he gets to do without his family. Like he watches junk and uh, he eats junk and is watching garbage. He orders a pizza all to himself. Um, you know, goes shopping and asks the, the clerk all kinds of terrible questions. And then he gets to know his neighbor. I mean, and the whole time his brother was just setting him up to be this serial killer who puts his victims in a, in the, an assault tub. But then he finds out, yeah, like old man Marley. It turns out he, his brother was lying to him, telling him he's a South side shovel slayer or something. And then find Mm -hmm. out he's a sweet old man who has family problems of his own and is just trying to reconnect with them uh, over the holidays. And of course, like where else it doesn't get much funnier than trying to watch and then watching Harry and Marv, try to break into the house and of course Kevin's just turned it into an absolute death trap. <laughs> isn't that um isn't Joe Pesci in this movie? Yeah, he plays um he's Harry, the main guy, and then uh I think yes. um uh, God, what's the uh the, the other guy's name? It's gonna bug the crap out of me. Uh Daniel Stern, he's uh he's Marv, the other the other half of the wet bandits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's cool. The I, God, I'm going to, I haven't seen that film 
ah, in so long. I'm going to be honest. Because, like, growing up, we, I always, like, saw it in, like, the malls or, like, on TV. You know, we would always flick through it. But it was, like, <laughs> nowadays, I look back and laugh. But my parents, so I grew up very sheltered. And my parents were, like, this young man's going to cause a ruckus on this house. And he's going to beat the crap out of his brother. So they actually didn't really let us watch that film. So I didn't see it until I was like, God, probably in high school when they were playing it. And that film's always great, man, from at least what I can recall. Is this the one where he's like throwing, like dumping cans of paint and hitting people with them? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, he uh, throws the cans of paint and hit him in the face. He uh, has the fire that burns up Joe Pesci's head. Um, puts the spider on Daniel Stern's face. Oh, it's- my God. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I always this video always comes up every holiday season, but I think there was like this team of scientists that recreated um Kevin's uh death house and okay. just to see like how it would like would these things like throwing a paint can in someone's face or stepping on ornaments or a nail or having an iron hit you in the face would like what kind of damage it would do. And yeah. it turns out like well Harry I mean Marv would have been dead in the basement and and Harry would have had like third degree burns just all over his body. So <laughs> <laughs> Kevin would have gone to juvenile hall for manslaughter. Without a doubt. <laughs> that could be like almost an amusement park ride, like like a ninja warrior competition. If you can survive the death house, you 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 win it all. You win all the money. I'd want to see like a nightmare before Christmas mashup style with it where it's a haunted house but it's the home alone house where you have to survive all of the death traps <laughs> that would be that'd be lit but that's a cool choice that's definitely a really cool choice man i like that because it, it it seems like it hits on all those levels yeah i mean it's it's a it's great it remind it's very much in the festive season and plus there's that great moment at the end where his mom comes home and she apologizes and they hug and the music, the John Williams music swells up. And then Kevin uh-huh. realizes that, oh, I missed my family the whole time, actually. All right. It's like I wanted to kill them and be away forever. But actually, you're OK for now. <laughs> uh, how about you, Sean? What's uh what's the movie that you uh, tend to gravitate towards during this uh, season? I, I'm going to be honest. The one movie that. Uh, sticks out to me all the time and i'm sure if my family's listening they'll say the same thing uh ron howard's how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey (laughs) i mean this movie so like i used to watch the cartoon one when i was a kid before this one came out because i think this one came out in like uh it was like 99 or 2000 and i saw it in theaters at like uh my old friend seth's like birthday party and I remember uh, I, I just fell in love. It was actually because, like, I, I just love Jim Carrey's zaniness. And it just told and expounded on the Grinch so much more. So as a kid, I was just always so, uh, like, intrigued by the Grinch. And I always thought he was, like, such a grouch but interesting. And so then once they threw in, like, Jim Carrey's zaniness and everything, it just it always took me. And, like, to this day, my family, when we get together, like, me, my brothers, sisters, my brothers and sister, we all like just freaking quote the movie the whole entire time. I mean, it's like, it's like a staple in the Culp household. Uh, Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, yeah, I would say that's like totally the movie that also like got me into acting because I remember seeing Jim Carrey like go bonkers, and I'm like, dude, I do that all the time. I could do that. <laughs> so it just it hit me. 
Yeah, I I can totally relate to that. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, it's just such a fun film. Like, I don't know if you want to watch Jim Carrey just be crazy because this is like, in my opinion, the end of his like before he kind of became more serious and. I don't know, his films, like, he just, he was huge in the 90s, and then this is kind of, like, the tail end of it, but it's just, it's such a fun, weird movie that, uh, I know initially was not very well received, I think it was, this was, like, the beginning of the end for live-action Dr. Seuss movies, because I think it was, like, The Cat in the Hat, and after that one with Mike Myers, the, uh, Mrs. Seuss was like, we're done, never again, (laughs) so, because of that, they don't do any more live-action. I mean, I'm I can see that. I mean, the Cat in the Hat certainly wasn't the best movie ever made, no. and um, the animated Grinch movie from a few years ago, I think uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is the voice of the Grinch, isn't all that bad either. But I I have to say, I I think I'm I do prefer the original. I guess not original, but just I prefer the Jim Carrey version, just because you do get that great physical comedy from him, and he nails down the grumpiness and the introvertedness <laughs> that is the Grinch. Yes, he he does. <laughs> I totally agree. And it, like it's just so quotable as a movie. Like all the time my family will be like loathe entirely <laughs> all the freaking time. I actually have a shirt that um has the uh you know four o'clock wallow in self pity for three stare into the abyss <laughs> kills at parties but yeah it's that that was an important movie in my life and to this day i always love that five o'clock solve world hunger tell no one (laughs) (laughs) and as an adult yes especially that scene like his jokes like as a kid you're laughing because he's just so like physical but as an adult like the things he says he says where he's like i hope you have insurance it's like oh my god i totally understand this so it's just it hits it's like one of those comedies where it's like for the kids and the adults (laughs) yeah it's like watching a pixar movie when you're eight and then getting all of the jokes when you're 22 oh my gosh yes yes because they're they're in there and that's that's how you know it's a good uh disney pixar movie if they like have it on both fronts what's a uh what's another one for you did you have two yeah, I had to. Um, I, I mean, I thought about inserting Die Hard into this conversation, but <laughs> this would have been like an hour-long episode and me trying to shoehorn all of the Christmas uh, symbolism that is in Die Hard, but that's mm-hmm. for another t- episode. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, that I have not seen. Is it good? Oh, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie because for me, like, I get it, like, there have been many points in my life where this is fe- it's felt like this movie like you you have you put so much pressure on yourself to like put to put the perfect christmas together and mm-hmm. i'm experiencing that now like i i live in my own home with my beloved now for the first time ever and we're hosting our very first holiday uh very soon we're having my family come over for christmas eve and I will admit it's an entirely nerve-wracking experience because you have to plan a menu, you have to get gifts, you have to make sure that the apartment's clean and not smelling like cat dander. (laughs) Like, I get this. Like, it's just, it's hustle and bustle, and there's so much 
pressure that Clark puts on himself in the movie. Like he wants all the twinkle lights outside. He's dealing with pressure from work, whether or not he gets his bonus. He mm-hmm. has his overbearing family. Like it just hits on all of the notes for me. And to top it off, like it is hysterical. Like I laugh, no matter how many times I've seen this movie, I will always laugh at it. Like the scene where Clark is shooting down um, a hill on a sled that's been oiled up because he wants an old fashioned, you know, <laughs> uh, sledding time or the turkey turns out to be too dry because mm-hmm. he wanted an old fashioned Christmas dinner or his tree goes up in smoke because he wanted his smoking uncle over to have an old fashioned family Christmas. It just hits on every single note for me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dope. That would it did that is that like an 80s film? Um, it came out in 89. Um, so it was written by John Hughes. And Ooh. if you don't know John Hughes, he's probably one of the most influential filmmakers of all time. And this was originally going to be directed by uh, Chris Columbus, who would actually end up directing Home Alone. But um, Chevy Chase was in the throes of his whole um, uh, cocaine Ego maniacal phase, so he had him fired from the set. But it's, uh, it's, it's there's a great cast in it. Obviously, Chevy Chase, Beverly mm-hmm. D'Angelo, uh, Johnny Galecki, who would uh, grow up to uh, pretend to be funny on The Big Bang Theory. Uh, Juliette Lewis is in it too. I mean, it's a it's an amazing cast, and they're all they're all so funny. Everyone's got their uh, their hilarious moments, and of course, this is a movie I quote all the time with my beloved and my sister and my whole family. Like this is, this is the one movie that we all for sure watch during the holidays. Rock on. I like that. I, you know what? I will have to check it out now because I, I feel like there's been a couple, has there been a bunch of national lampoon films like back in the day? Yeah. It started off with the original vacation movie in uh, 1983 and that was a huge success. And then they did um, European Vacation and then Christmas Vacation. And then they did Vegas Vacation in the late 90s, which really kind of um, derailed the franchise. Um, and then Christmas Vacation even got a direct-to-video sequel without the involvement of Chevy Chase in the early 2000s. And then they tried rebooting it a few years ago, and that movie was uh, not great. Doo-doo so. stew. Doodoo's too. Yeah, I would say um, the original Vacation and this one are certainly like the pillars of um, the Vacation franchise. All right. I got to check it out. I have to because I've never watched those, but it sounds like it's classic 80s comedy. And Chevy Chase, you know, from back in the day, he was the man. So, yeah, I'm down to check those out. Oh, yeah, definitely watch it. How about you? Do you have a, another Christmas movie or so, even a tra- or even a tradition that you uh, that you latch on to this season? Even a tradition. So it is a weird tradition. It's um, I usually in the winter months like Christmas, I'll watch uh, the old school Batman's with Michael Keaton, like Batman and Batman uh, Returns. Um, I don't know why. It's just like, I feel like because those films are like almost holiday-esque, especially Returns, that's like one of those where you could almost very much like Die Hard say it's a Christmas film. But I love those movies because much like how The Grinch, you know, got me into like interested in acting and all that, uh, Batman, that was just kind of one of a staple of like my childhood. 
I just love that. It, like, reminds me of uh, chilling with my dad on, like, Christmas and with my, like, cousins and everything at family parties and just watching Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson face off. Or in the second one, Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito in his penguin costume and, and Christopher Walken throwing women out of buildings. So those movies just, um, to me, they're just part of the... I don't know. It's a weird part of the holiday spirit, you know, because they're Tim Burton directed. So that also uh, is kind of interesting because he's such a visionary, but very well acted, interesting, got me into the character of Batman, which I ended up buying a bunch of comics and kind of fueled that superhero love of mine. So uh, I love those movies and I usually that's like my tradition to watch them in the winter months. I can certainly like get behind that. Like I love love the idea of watching like non traditional movies at Christmas time. Like like you're absolutely right. Batman Returns I think is even set like at Christmas or Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. And and like I love those movies that you know like center on a family but don't exactly involve like a holiday. Like Knives Out is an, is a great mm-hmm. example that comes to mind. Like if you want to feel better about your dysfunctional family, you could always watch another one. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, and I'm, and there's always that argument, like especially for a film like Die Hard, like, oh, it's just an action movie that's set at Christmas. Like, so it's Lethal Weapon, but you still get Christmas stuff out of it, I guess. Exactly, and I feel like with you know that kind of it ups the ante. It makes the film more exciting, you know, because it's like. It's like jingle all the way, you know? We got to save my family from dying from the Russian mobster and bring the presents home in time. (laughs) Oh, man. But I like those, too, so it kind of, I feel that. Um, But, yeah, definitely. Those are probably my, like, two big things that I always do in the holidays. And, uh, yeah, inadvertently. It's kind of unconscious, to be honest, because I don't even, like, think about it anymore. It's like my body knows that it's holiday season, so it's like, all right, we're going to roll this out. <laughs> it's a, I mean, you don't need much of an excuse to rewatch the Tim Burton Batman movies. Those are amazing, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I know I have to twist my beloved's arm to watch uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch version, but <laughs> man, I would love to rewatch that movie. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's wonderful. You should do it, Chris. But that's my uh, recommendations and. Yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> uh, and I as well. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, I guess, you know, for y'all that are listening, if you have any interesting uh, Christmas movies that you guys like, feel free to uh, write us in, email, comment, like, subscribe, the whole nine yards on our social media platforms because we always like to hear from you, even like tweet at us. You know, because that's always fun and exciting. And you know what? Maybe one day we will rate your film. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, will look forward to that day where we uh, have a listener-suggested show. Likewise. Likewise, my friend. Well, Chris, it is always a pleasure, my good sir. I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Definitely am looking forward to... uh, Finishing up our recording of the Matrix and then the, you know, the release of uh, Resurrection, which is exciting, huh? Yeah, lots of uh, exciting episodes uh, coming up for Force Fed Sci-Fi. A lot of uh, fun, interesting things that we have 
um, uh, planned for the show. Obviously, like Sean said, we're going to finish out the Matrix series pretty soon. And then exploring, uh, playing around with the format a bit more in 2022. And we, uh, we certainly look forward to bringing that. Definitely. Definitely. Well, my good sir, my friend, it has always been a pleasure. I look forward to chatting with you later on later dates. You have a good one and take care of my good sir. Take care. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Like I said, thank you for stopping in and taking a listen to us uh, for just a brief little bit. If you enjoyed this episode, check us out at forcefedsci-fi.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcast uh, listening in. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. Forcefed Sci-Fi will be back in the new year. later on just a couple days we release more so take care folks have a wonderful